Ladies and gentlemen, the Hold Up Podcast. Hold up! Nice. That was a Thank good one, you so though. much, Justin. Yeah. Yeah. You're proud of yourself. Yeah. I hope I didn't there. blow out Corey's uh, earbuds there. But I was feeling <laughs> I'm good, good about it. Okay, great. Great. Our guest is good. Um, John, how you doing in the snowstorms that we've had? Uh, I hate it. I hate it so much. You hate, hate me asking so that question much. or that or or the storms? No, no, I'm fine with you asking the question. I appreciate oh. you. Uh, I mean, you seem to care about me. I think you're an earnest person, you know? Yeah. Um, are you not? No, I am. You said that with a smirk. <laughs> well, now it feels like I can't say anything or else it'll sound incredibly insincere, so... All right, what are you we sarcastic do? motherfucker. Since you asked, no, I think it's absolutely debilitating, and um, like seasonal depression really hits me hard when it snows because then I feel like I, I have like even less reason to get out of the house, you know. So I don't get out of the house at all. Oh man, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, me Thanks. telling, Thanks, giving Joseph. advice or anything is uh, obviously not gonna make an impact. But yeah, I do have a lot of anxieties. Uh, Corey, feel free to. We have our guest Corey Bush here with us today. Uh, feel free to weigh in on snowstorm stuff. But um, otherwise, you might have been there silently for a while. But I want you to chime in if you have thoughts. But oh, uh, that, means, <laughs> oh, that means buckle up because Justin's about to fucking yarn tail a yarn. Well, what is that, whatever that I, I get is. a lot of anxiety going into the storm because of the uncertainty of how, like, ultimately how bad or good it will be, especially because like. It's 2021. What's the worst that's going to happen? The plows are still coming by. Well, you know, I agree. But, like, I also am trying to, like, plan out my day about, like, when I get to shovel and, like, when I'm going to be able to do that in around work and all other commitments. And so, like, I have this anxiety. I welcome any commitments in these days for me. You know, I have nothing going on. So just a little bit of structure. Okay, I'm going to go out and shovel. You know, that isn't what bothers me. It's just, it's that, like, I, like, I. I mean, it sounds silly, but I can't ride my bike when it snows, and I hate that. Like, I, oh, know, I, I hate yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, if, I see, if I see those snowflakes, I just write the day off. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like I, saw, I saw four snowflakes in the upcoming forecast. I was like, well, that's just four days. I'm not going to, like, really do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, wow, Justin, real positive note. Why did you bring this up, man? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, so here's where I found solace <laughs> in uh, in the uh, in the yep. snow we've had. Um, uh-huh. I I do enjoy a, a nice snow weekend day where you get to go out and just like kind of like go for a walk in the snow. I uh, find that to be super uh, enjoyable. And sure, did use a snowblower for the first time. Very exciting. Oh my god. <laughs> Very cool to use a power this. tool that could, you know, murder you. Um, I don't like, generally, I don't like power tools. Again, anxiety of murdering uh, myself or others or hurting someone or myself or others. And uh, Same, like, I always feel like I'm just going to, like, haphazardly accidentally kill somebody. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like wow. my greatest fear at this point is I'm going to use that, that snowblower and somehow my puppy is going to get out of the house and run right into the fucking thing. Like I, I have, I had that thought multiple Dark. times and it scares the hell out of me. I don't know why that's what the first thing I go to, but it's just like, will I even see her? Will I know to shut the thing off in time? What's like, I don't know. I'm just freaked the fuck out by power tools and snowblower is no exception, but it was also you. fucking dope. Just like being done in five minutes. Yeah. Five <laughs> minutes. That's how long it took. Uh, like 25, but still different than an hour previously. 
yeah there's wow, probably Chris. nothing worse than 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 shoveling in general like i think it's my least favorite chore activity thing to do as a human being across the board shoveling snow i don't enjoy yeah, it it's a go ahead john no no oh, i was gonna say i don't enjoy it but i always what i did enjoy is like typically so you guys can't ride your bike i can't run when it snows and so i always sort of saw the shoveling as the alternative exercise and didn't necessarily mind the time it would take but um Having used the snowblower one time, I'm like, oh, yeah. You're such a, you're such a like a, a fucking homeowner now. You're such like a a shill for being a homeowner. You know, like you talk about filling up holes in your backyard. You talk about this. Now you're using a snowblower. You're and I got a great deal on the snowblower. Mail slot deal at one point. Uh, you know, like. And yeah, of course you're getting deals on them because you know it's just part of your brand. You know you're always like looking for the right deal. I always love a good deal. It's my favorite thing in the world to hunt a deal. I don't even care what it is. Okay, well, this I just isn't. Want a, the deal. We're not here to talk about you, so shut up. That's right, uh, we're not. Corey. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, officially, so welcome to the show. Happy to be here. So happy to be here. <laughs> Um, before we get into your specific pick uh, for your media pick for today, we'd love to paint a picture about. Uh, like how you spent your free time growing up. What type of stuff were you into when it comes to media, uh, movies, TV, music, all that sort of good stuff? Uh, so I was, I was, and continue to be all over the place. Um, I was very, very into Star Wars as a kid. Um, Power Hell. Rangers. Hell yeah. Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, uh, nice. yes. Um, actually... Funny enough, my my first go to topic, but I decided to steer away from it, uh, was going to be tsunami because that was you know a major part oh, okay. of my childhood. Uh, oh, yeah, Dragon Ball Z, Gundam Wing, Sailor Moon, like all things that I was kind of um, really obsessed with uh, growing up. And then you know I was also very much into things like Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. Uh, um, Melrose Place, like more so because my mom was. Um, yep. So I would watch those that stuff with her. Um, we didn't uh, growing up. My sister and I didn't really have a, any kind of filter on what we could watch. My my mom's philosophy was they're going to hear or see these things outside of the house. They might as well just let them watch it. So, you know, my six year old sister and me at 10 years old were like watching movies like Billy Madison, <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So uh, my tastes are, I think probably because of the, no restrictions, um, I, I just kind of like a little bit of everything and it's always been that way. That's cool. That's cool. Well-rounded, well-rounded media, but a lot of it, like there was no sort of, short of it you were taking in a lot of different stuff no matter what it was like forever because like i know you watch a lot of movies and stuff now right you like to watch movies yeah i i am uh uh, especially this past year um like big into movies and television shows just (laughs) i always have something on in the background when i'm doing anything uh so Nine out of ten times, if, if if you ask me about something, I've probably seen it. <laughs> uh, was it like yeah, that when you were growing up that you were like a big 
uh, movie person too, or because everything you're describing to you know with you know was TV focused. So were you like? I would definitely consider myself a TV kid. I, I did not really watch movies until I was a teenager, and I played video games as a kid. Those would be the two mediums that I was all about, like, until I was about 14 years old. Yeah, so probably more TV shows just because of accessibility, you know, in the 90s, early 2000s. Like, it, it's not like now with, like, Netflix, Hulu, everything else. Um, right. TV, much easier to catch. Um so I, pro- I would like say that probably cable package, right? Like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that extent that everyone sort of had your Nickelodeons, your Cartoon Network, Disney Channel, MTV, VH1, all those sort of channels, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, I always and I've always been gravitated more towards, you know, anything more with an adult edge to it. So, you know, discovering anime at a young age was like life-changing yeah yeah uh but then you know i never really got into things like mm, spongebob squarepants never really my thing um yeah so i I don't know it's 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 a little strange and weird but like i think that's probably what gravitated me towards the what i ended up choosing uh you know rather than pick something uh, that was more really kid oriented. Um, right, cause that was right. never something that was hyper interesting to me. So with Things that with more adult themes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. With that, what was your, what was your pick today? Uh, my pick today was Ally McBeal. Um, this show, uh, funny enough, uh, quick backstory here. Um, my I'm doing some contract work with with my mom's company right now. So uh, yeah. I was working with her today, and I told her I was going to be on here. She said, "Oh well, what are you what are you going to talk about?" And I said, "Ally McBeal." And she was like, "I knew, I knew it, I knew it. Like that's our show. Um, <laughs> uh, it's my sister's show as well. Um, you know, and honestly, I think more people need to talk about it because it's a really good show that, for some reason, has just flown under the radar." You know, people love to watch Friends 80 million times. Sure. And I'll be like, what about Ally McBeal? A lot of people don't even know about it. Yes, that's another one. Yeah. Um, I personally had, I know very little about this show. Had never seen an episode before. Um, But I almost couldn't agree with you more. Like, I'm like, yeah, why doesn't this have... Like, this seems like the type of show that should have, like, a cult following and its own podcast and, like, you know, like, memes that are floating around about it, like, relatively often. And people are like, oh, I just binge-watched Ally McBeal on Hulu, you know? Like, it's on Hulu. Watch it, you know? Yeah. Like, hate to... Yeah. It's, so. And it's only five seasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's... Uh, uh, okay. So I didn't mean to go off so much on the pick just yet. I just wanted to ask you what... It, so you mentioned you like things with the adult edge. And so you picked Ally McBeal. So I, my first question was just, how old were you when you really saw this for the first time? Oh, we were watching it week, like weekly. Like okay. so, th- yeah. I think this show is 1997. So I was probably 11 years old. <laughs> right. Okay. 97 is when it came out, and it ran until 2002. From and it was on Fox at the time. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you're like 11. So I don't know. What do you think? Is this like? Are you understanding everything going on in this show, or are you just laughing at the parts your mom is laughing? 
Um, so, you know, it's, I mean, 11 years old, uh, so long ago now. So I'm sure that I wasn't picking up on all of the things. Um, you know, I've since watched the show at least five or six times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, the first time probably being when I was about 14, I want to say 15, maybe. Um, so there, you know, I probably wasn't picking up on everything, but again, you know, uh, there's so much, like, there's so many visual gags with that show that, you know, you can find it very amusing, even oh. if you're not picking up everything. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. Well, oh, absolutely. It, okay, so I know, John, you're going to hate this comment, but, like, it blows me away. Uh, you know, I hate that you said that. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I don't like that you'd say something Well, I'll like say that what I say, me. and then you tell me what you think. It blows All me right. away that when people – so Scrubs, whether you like it or not, gets a lot of praise typically for being a good sitcom. And I don't know if you watch Scrubs, Corey, but like all the – I'm like appalled at the fact that all Scrubs did was rip off Allie McBeal with all the fucking – like the gags, like the the – you know, she's walking on air because she found the, her, the love in the first episode you picked. So she's walking on air. That's such a Scrubs JD bit of, like, fantasizing, you know, oh, I, that, that, when that patient sent me, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And so then, like, there's a guy, a delivery guy dropping a pile of bricks on him. Like, that's the same shenanigans. And I can't believe, like, no one mentions this, like, reference point. I, I don't know. It is very interesting. And so I feel like it feeds your earlier point, John. On, on, yeah, it is. It's, it's like, on really like the epitome of meme culture, and like, yeah. And before that, really is a, is even what it is today or now, and nobody, nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think a lot of people probably don't know Corey, and so if could, could you give us uh, a thing we like to do on the show is set our guests up with a sort of elevator pitch scenario, right? So. Uh, imagine Justin and I are a couple of Hollywood producers and you're trying to pitch the idea of Ally McBeal to us. You know, you have sort of a, a relatively short amount of time because it has to take place within an elevator ride. Uh, so how would you explain it to someone who doesn't really know anything about what the show is? Um, so I would say Ally McBeal is a drama comedy uh, about a lawyer and her late 20s uh starting at a new law firm and uh it is kind of the adventures or misadventures of her and her associates love lives and courtroom dramas um but mostly love lives <laughs> and also she's very beautiful and also um, for some reason, we'll always have to talk about the fact that she wears short skirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't, I really don't have much more to add than that. I mean, you seem to be much more of an expert on it too, but after having read a lot about it, I didn't really know what to expect and Justin sort of touched on it, but it does have a lot of that sort of like it's playing into the fact that it's a show. Things happen in like dream worlds a lot where like Allie will be dreaming about something, sort of a dream scenario as to like how she would meet up with one of her adversaries or like what she would do, whether it's 
bite someone's nose off or, or, you know, punch them in the face or something like that, right? So there is a lot of this, like, really fun sitcom fantasy that they play into that, like, coming into it, we did, you know, we watched two episodes. We can get in those specific episodes in just a bit, but um, I didn't, I did not expect that. I sort of knew sort of what it was about, that it was a Boston, like, legal drama, Um I think I'd heard some comparisons to like Sex in the City and that sort of like, you know, strong female character who like leads this show. Um, I believe in the beginning of the show, she leaves a previous law firm, right? Because of sexual harassment. Is that how the show is set up? Yes. Uh, so she's at a, uh, a law firm and she is being sexually harassed. Um, and uh, honestly, it's like a whole, it's a whole thing, but she ends up leaving that law firm and, uh, joining up with Richard Cage, who is someone she went to law school with, and he's right. just started a firm, and so she goes to work there. Right. Imagine how bad the sexual assault had to be, or the sexual harassment had to be, at the first law firm for her to be unfazed by what goes on in this law firm. <laughs> honestly, honestly, absolutely. <laughs> That whole storyline is is quite hilarious because I'm trying to remember it as best I can right now. But he he like grabs her and then he says that it's an OC. He uses a he gets fired and then countersues saying that it's an OCD. He has OCD and he has to grab asses. So then he doubles down. They have to bring him back and he doubles down on it. And they just show him going around the office grabbing people's butts. He ends up losing. But awful. Um, yeah, wow. yeah, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I so I'm I'm like John. I, I really I didn't know anything. The only thing I knew about this show was I knew it sort of aired around the same time as what I think aired all on Fox was Beverly Hills 90210, um, Melrose. You can Place. pick any year in the '90s, and that show was on. Yeah, um, <laughs> Melrose Place. All the like, I don't know if Dawson's Creek sure. was, but like those like '90s like you know primetime dramas basically because the my only experience with them were all the um growing up i watched a lot of recorded tapes that like we taped television so like and i remember in particular the example is my parents taped ninja turtles 2 secret of the ooze and it was like you know with commercials and everything and all the commercials on, and there were so many commercials on during that movie, right? All the commercials for for all of these shows, the ones I just mentioned, including Ally McBeal. And so, like, I knew very little of this show, other than like what storylines I could gather from commercials. Um, and it's like the the amount of star power in this show blew me away. Like, I. Just oh, absolutely. The, the credits, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. We had Lucy Liu, Portia de Rossi. Um, Jane Krakowski. Jane, uh, Jane Krakowski. Uh, yeah, Jane Krakowski. <laughs> Iron Man showed up in the second episode you picked. Um, right, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Robert Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Um, John Bon Jovi is, yeah. a season, is a regular in season five, I believe. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, James Marsden comes around towards the end. Yep, oh, uh, Christina yeah. Ricci is in the fifth season as well. Wow, I mean, cray, crazy cast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also I had no idea it was Boston. 
And yes. I sort of emotionally wasn't prepared to see beautiful aerial, aerial shots of a place that I had just moved from. I had a hard time. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Did I make a huge mistake? Uh, <laughs> wow. But, yeah. No, uh, you didn't. I did. You didn't I get out of cities. I, uh, I went to, I mean, at least we're like both kind of like, oh, fuck. Maybe we'll go back one day, you know? We'll see. Wow. Yeah. Oh, was, don't get too sad. It was, it was You're really tough. bringing up sad things. Well, I, maybe the snow affects me to be sad too, John. I don't know. I don't know. Well, then talk about it. Let's talk. Do you want to talk about it? No, I'm good. I just was sad seeing Boston, and I missed all the excitement that you used to be able to have in a city, you know? Um, I yeah. definitely relate to that. <laughs> yeah. So, I but, but yeah. So, anyway, uh, it was great to sort of – I was just right away. Shots of Boston. Star-studded cast was like, yep. Yeah, why aren't people fucking talking about this show? It is like, it, it, it is really intriguing to me that it, it's not brought up like with all the other shows. Because people still talk about Dawson's Creek. I guess I don't really sure. hear Melrose Place Party of Five or 90210 that much. So, I don't know. Sure. Could be, like, we could have, well, not you, Corey, you're our age, but you, you did have these. But I feel like, generally speaking, these were just a slightly too soon for, yeah, well, that's you know, the young thing 30... Is, is this show is this show is uh you know if you really sit down and you watch it there's um gay storylines there's trans storylines it is a show that was ahead of its time and i don't know that it always handles the subject matter totally correctly but for the most part it does a really good job especially again for the time that it's that it's in um, you know, and, and, and unfortunately there's some cases where I find that those stories are still relevant today, like in a way that, uh, you know, things still need to get better. Um, and change. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, right, I'm because, getting a little bit ahead of myself, but <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think you're right Be- because it's, uh, told from her point of view, you know? You know, a woman trying to make her place at this law firm and trying to, you know, make her voice heard. And she is not respected on the same level as a lot of the men, especially in her office. But then, like, she's going through these different relationships and and people take her for granted. And I I mean, I just gained that from these two episodes. It does seem like a show that tackles a lot of the sort of right storylines. And yeah, like way ahead of its time, like 1997, you know, to 2002. That's. 20 years ago at this point and uh like it definitely seems like the type of show that should have a cult following and and yeah it's it's very surprising that it doesn't i mean it's or maybe it does surprising. but we're it's so anomaly. removed yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like um it's it is it's it's just like crazy to me i mean in all honesty the cast alone should be drawing people in yeah <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I kind of always wondered why, like, so Lucy Liu, as far as I can tell, was popular because of, like, before this show, before I knew she was in this show. The only thing I knew of Lucy Liu, Charlie's Angels. Portia de Rossi, I know her from one season or two seasons of Arrested Development. Uh, And then then she's Ellen's wife, I guess. But, like, like, before that, like, I don't know where the popularity is coming from. Like, for a lot of these people, like, I'm now realizing they, like, Oh shit! They had a fucking huge well, sitcom career that I had no idea about. 
exactly because like the other thing too is like this show was huge at the time like yeah. it won yes. lots of awards <laughs> right it won awards it won, it won golden globe and an emmy yeah um it's so it's just like <laughs> to just be forgotten and and relegated to like the backlogs of hulu is crazy right right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean like yeah it's it's fascinating so Let's talk about the two episodes. We could both talk. Corey, anything that you want to talk about? You picked two episodes that had to do with annulling a marriage. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that until I was rewatching them today. And also, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm very note heavy on the first episode. A little less on the second one. So forgive me. Um, the okay. snow kind of foiled my plans a little bit today. But um, yeah, I just noticed as right before I logged into this. I, that both episodes are about annulling marriages. I'm like, what's going on? Which here? is not like, normal, right? Like they talk about everything. They do cases for all the things. Yes, and I okay. just happened to pick two. Like they're and they're always like the cases are always very amusing too. Um, if not depressing, that happens too. But uh, usually they're 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 pretty comical. Um, well, and it seems I, I'm guessing uh, very sort of scrubsy in the same way where it's like the the case is following you know it's paralleling real life so what you're trying to learn a little bit about you know what you're picking up in the case is what's also going on in some of the characters lies and they try to like sync those two up um same thing is like you know probably any doctor show where what's going on with the patients is also mirroring the characters you know everyday you know lives and their inter whatever but so it was interesting it was cool how they they do that um yeah um I definitely agree. I I hesitate to say if that happens all the time or if I just made another weird episode selection, but um, hmm. I know that it happens more often than not. Yeah. Um, uh, so another fun fact about both of these episodes <laughs> that I noticed, um, they're both uh, like to address therapy a lot in these episodes. Um, again, oh, yeah. something that the thing? show talks about a lot. Um, they do. There, there's oh, okay. a lot of, the, of um, the therapy. I would like to point out that the therapy, the therapist Tracy that they try to see in both episodes, um, is played oh, by yeah. Tracy Ullman. <laughs> oh, Simpsons. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Oh, wow. Um, uh, in both episodes, she is out of office, <laughs> but she is, um, absolutely hysterical and perfect in that role as well. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, that was another funny thing. Like Bruce Willis is a, has a cameo in one in the first episode that we watched. Yeah, and why? I guess I like, I missed maybe, or I did not understand why they were in like a group therapy session. Like, yeah, well, let's get like let's talk about that. Yeah, episode let's real let's quick. do a, like, let's do the first episode. What, so what? we Corey, you picked two episodes, right? Let's go and, and you, know, you talk about the first one. Do you want to go in chronological order? Talk about yeah, the let's season do that. two episode first. Yeah, okay. Can you tell us the first episode that you picked? Uh, so the first episode I picked was season two, episode twelve, I believe, "Love Unlimited." Um, yeah. Do do do. Uh, my and so I picked this one uh, for its uh, kind of. I, I love this episode for two reasons: one, the bathroom scene, and two, <laughs> um, the whole uh, idea of Allie being a role model. Um, uh, so before we go too 
Well, we can we can talk about the main, just the quick plot summary if you want. But I, I am curious to know what the nostalgic tie is to this episode in particular. Uh, everything. Honestly, the, the Barry White, um, the soundtrack, <laughs> the... Um, it is, when I think of this show, I think of that, the scene of uh, the four characters dancing in the bathroom uh, in the mirror and then falling over. Like, uh, it is... I think that that one scene might embody just the spirit of the show in general. Yes, it was at that moment I was like, this show has all the zaniness of like another show that I've already mentioned. It is like, <laughs> it is so, but but then like, you know, you go back to reality, like, you know, at the snap of a finger, it goes from zany to, to real life very quickly. Um, but yeah, go on, sorry. Oh, no, 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 it's fine. Um, so I believe that this is, uh, in this episode, Allie is trying a case where a man who is um, is claiming to be a sex addict is trying to get his marriage annulled from his wife, um, who does not want that to happen because they've been married for nine years and they have children together. Um, and uh, let's see, in the background of that, we have... Uh, what is going on with the other characters? Uh, so the one that stood out to me was Portia de Rossi's character is pursuing, I guess, the other head of the law firm, um, yeah, which is uh, Allie's ex-boyfriend, the guy that she you know, convinced her to come work for him, right? From law school, is that right? Okay, I remember now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so no, so what is happening is uh, Portia de Rossi is, has been having a flirtation with... Um, one of the partners of the law firm who is a uh, very close friends with Allie. They yeah. go to therapy together. That's where they run into Bruce Willis. Um, and uh, let's see what else we got going on here. Um, so during that, Allie's trying that case with uh, the other partner of the law firm, Richard. Uh, Richard is pursuing Lucy Liu's character. <laughs> and yeah, there's so many uh, like love, love triangle is too it, simple. Uh, like right, it's a love parallelogram it's uh, it's absolutely all over the place it is so yeah i'm sorry talking like leaving a firm because there's too much sexual harassment to go to this firm where everyone's sleeping with everyone and there's a unisex bathroom which seems to be like like a hot topic you know even in the show like it's not like it's just accepted in the show they talk about the fact that it's a unisex bathroom in the show um you know just kind of like is so it's so silly to me that's very silly but um, it is. Um, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Uh, as you could probably make a, the case for that with a lot of 90s television shows. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so rather than go through this whole plot beat for beat, I have just some high, some fun notes here. Sure. <laughs> let's do because it. honestly, I don't think anybody wants to, wants to hear me try to explain the love triangles of an Ally McBeal episode. Um, so, uh, the unisex bathroom scene already talked about that. Um, another really fun moment in this episode. Um, Lucy Liu is hesitant about having sex because she says it's messy. Um, yes. and in a conversation with Portia de Rossi, uh, she keeps avoiding saying the word sex. And when asked why she says, Oh, it makes everybody attracted to me. And then she says, finally says the word twice. 
in probably one of the sexiest ways I've ever heard anybody say it's the word. It's wild how yeah. sexy it is. Yeah, it is just like because she like really the lead up to it, the timing is everything, and she just is like, it's the perfect amount of like sultry. And I think Justin is just blushing thinking about it. Um, no, sorry, I'm not. I thought it was kind of <laughs> silly that whole thing, uh, but oh, I did I like enjoy- that a lot. Uh, but I liked it on the second attempt or the second time she said it, Portia Durasu was was into it. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know if she was out at the time or not or whatever, but like, you know, whatever. I feel like she probably wasn't, and I feel like it's probably a bold move on her on her part to 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 play into that. Yeah. But um, yeah. you know, for the time, uh, you know. But uh, yeah, no, I love that. I thought it was really fun. Um. Uh, there is a uh, scene with Allie, um, and she's talking to a woman about uh, about. She's like, "Oh, we want you to be a role model. We want you to be this and that." Uh, yeah. And um, I love this piece because it's actually uh, you know doing research on it. I found that it was a direct reaction to the criticism the show was receiving about, um, um, and you know. Oh, really. Yes. And in the next scene, she's talking about how she had a dream um, that she was on Time magazine as a face of feminism. That actually yep. happened. <laughs> oh, um, really? There was a uh, a magazine uh, or a Time ad, and it was kind of like a smear. Um, it, it had the face of Susan B. Anthony, um, Gloria Steinem, and then it had the face of Calissa Flockhart. And it said, is feminism dead? <laughs> wow. Wow. So that was a direct, uh, you know, reaction to, to that magazine cover, which I, you know, I think fourth wall breaking is fun. <laughs> totally. That's what uh, the show seems to be filled with, like not knowing much of like the era, but like it feels like it's filled with double standards. Like, I, I don't like, f- fuck it. You know what I mean? Like she's doing her. Well, think about it. 1997 yeah, Fox, the writer's room full of white men. 100 percent yeah oh totally only they can only think outside the box so much when it comes to like a a head female uh, like a lead female in a show you know yeah they're like okay you know we'll make her empowered but like when it comes down to it like she'll her every single episode will be grounded by her being in a relationship with some sort of man you know whether it's fleeting or and that's what sort of seems to be like like corey are there any long spurts where she's just like I'm not going to be in any relationships. I'm going to focus on my, you know, my practice or anything like that. So, uh, there is the, in the, in the, hmm. yeah, there's a fourth season where, you know, she's with, uh, Robert Downey Jr. For pretty much. That's when he gets introduced, right? Yes. Um, in, in, in this, this second episode, um, he's introduced, uh, as she goes to therapy and, He's there instead of her therapist. She starts talking to him and throughout the episode realizes that she's kind of got a crush on him. Uh, He sticks around for the whole season, actually. Um, And he was billed as a series regular, um, but due to, uh, I believe, uh, alleged substance abuse issues, he left the show after the fourth season. So I... Yeah, he was having a rough time then. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So... I think that the the idea there was to have the character settle down, but that was not in the cards. <laughs> that did not happen. Um, 
I guess to your point, John, yeah, that's probably what bothered me sort of the most about this show is like, in many ways, I enjoyed seeing a strong female lead and a lot, and all the female characters sort of like were in control of their male counterparts, right? Like they all had like a weird, well, not weird, but they all had like a dominant factor over their male counterparts. So like, I enjoyed seeing like a strong woman on the show, but like at the same time, all these women are like only trying to find husbands, only trying to date. They're only as good like, I, and I found it bullshit that like, Allie could as a lawyer. She's a successful lawyer at this point of uh, presumably many years, at least four, right? And she can't decide if she wants to move in with this guy without getting like everyone's opinion. Like this girl, sh- this lady should fucking know. Yo, fuck this guy yeah. or like she uh, does uh, ask everyone. She has to like, ask everyone like, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And like. I don't know. I, I sort of didn't it, buy it that. Does. It does. It takes away from the character because especially when, you know, at the end of that first episode I chose, you, she gives her closing arguments about how just absurd it, it is that yeah. you should you can use a defense like he's using um, uh, sex yeah. addiction to get a marriage annulled. Um, and, and at the end of what she says, how dare you live, you giant ass. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. how it's so it's it's so disappointing to kind of see the, such strong writing for a character in one sense and then kind of take so much away from that by making them so helpless in their love life but at the same time i personally can find that relatable for yes. myself yep <laughs> it's very easy to be sure. successful at you know your job that you take very seriously and then be a klutz in all other elements, uh, of your life. Uh, that is very believable. Um, for sure. Yeah. Although, but, and I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you a klutz. That's not what I was saying. (laughs) I am. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but all, all the same, like, uh, you know, it's not interesting to have that always be, it's it's you want to see growth in your character and right. like I, I think it's sure. crazy that you see don't see that in in season two to season four, which is where I pulled these episodes from. It's still the same. It, that exactly. That's exactly sort of like I'm all about that, but like it has to grow, right? Like there are how many. That's what sure. makes I think a uh, a good sitcom or a good drama different from a great one, right? Like mm-hmm. you want to see. I think that's what makes Parks and Rec one of the greatest shows of all time because you see these very... The, the characters you meet in season one or even season two are not the characters that you're leaving with at the end of the show. And, like, I mean, Ron Swanson is still Ron Swanson or whatever, but, like, Ron went from, you know, being a guy that doesn't care about government with whatever, with Leslie, to, like, he's now, like, the park head of the parks or what, like whatever it is. You know what I mean? The point is... You see growth, and I think that's what makes a great show. And and you see that season over season, right? Like good writers and good writing teams are building that up over every every episode. And like to your point, it does feel like they missed in this regard. Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, that's very much why I think the viewership fell off. A big part of it, why it falls off after season four. You know, five is fine, but it's not the same as the first few years um you you do you fall into this very like repetitive 
writing, like repetitive stories, it feels just like the same and you get bored. Well, I agreed. And one of the, um, one of my f- favorite sort of sitcom stories is the, the show Cougar Town. I don't know if you ever watched that. I but did. Like, <laughs> like, so you know this joke that I'm going to make, but like the writing team was like, oh, after like, Three episodes of having her, like, date younger men were like, yeah, we we fucking hate this. And so they had her actually get with a person, and the two of them, like, go through, you know, a second marriage together. And the whole show is watching this couple, like, it's a monogamous couple, deal with their problems for the next five seasons, or whatever, however many seasons it went. Like, because they, they, otherwise that show was going in the, going in a circle, and there's no way it would have lasted even as long as it did. Um. And I yeah, also, you that's know, one yeah. of those saves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of those rare saves. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was season or, okay. So what's the, uh, is there anything that any notes you haven't covered in this first episode? No, nope. I'm, I'm good to, to move on. I think I've even like started crossing into my, <laughs> into my okay. notes on the second one. Well, yeah. So, um, where would you like to start on the second episode? Um, so yeah, the, this second episode, we see, um, Allie's debating. She's been asked to, to move in with her boyfriend. Um, and she does, she spends the whole episode, um, asking everybody about it to the point where you even see that the characters are annoyed that she's asking them about it. That was so, uh, can we pause there for a minute? <laughs> yeah. That was like absurd to me to be like, I'm sorry. I can't focus on the job you pay me to do. Because I'm just, I'm just going to be distracted thinking about whether or not I should move in with this, you know, my boyfriend of only six months, which also doesn't seem like a like a reasonable amount of time to like no. feel so worried about this choice. Um, anyway, <laughs> to, I, yeah, that to, was absurd. Yeah, that. to which Lucy, to which Lucy Liu is basically like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank God they told her that. Um, I, 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 uh, I love there, another point here is, um, I really enjoy is that the cast, uh, they're not in forced friendships. They're not written into forced friendships. They don't all like each other. <laughs> right. Um, and that's right. very apparent. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, cause I a lot of them are colleagues of... and that's why they spend so much time together, right? They're all working together. Yes. So they're not necessarily friends and they do, fr- uh, you do see them outside of work together often at the bar that's sure. below their offices. Um, so uh, while that's kind of going on, you have another uh, marriage annulment going on. This time, uh, a woman is seeking to annul her marriage from her spouse that has cheated on her. Um, however, their marriage was not ever based on sex, uh, seems to be the argument. Um, she is wealthy. He is not. Um, and she does not want to have to pay him alimony. Uh, there's a really fun dynamic between her and, um, uh, Peter McNichol's character. Um, especially, uh, in in the, when you're learning about this case, the two of them are talking and, and, and she keeps trying to talk over him. Uh, it's just really good banter. Yeah, Um, that was. Yeah. I liked, I liked her, her character a lot. And, uh, uh, I think he's great in just about like everything that he does. He's like uh, Veep. <laughs> yeah, he's great in Veep. I mean, he was great in Ghostbusters too. Uh, just like cla- like really convincing, and um, the way that he like bounces off of her, and they sort of both uh, they see eye to eye because 
I guess, to sort of what they're describing as like uh, sort of average standards that neither of them are the most beautiful people in the room or hardly have they ever been the most beautiful people in the room. And they sort of struggle with that and the sort of confidence that that brings to them in their personal lives. Um, and it ties into the female character, right? Because that's what she's saying, like, is grounds for the annulment because her husband uh, decided to cheat on her without ever being, like, sexually interested in her. And the husband makes the argument that, like, no, our relationship was based on, like, late-night conversations and laughing together, and it wasn't based on anything sexual. But that doesn't mean that, like, I didn't love you, you know? And it's very deep when it comes to, like they talk about like what makes them feel sexy and what makes them feel good about themselves, even though they might not be like a 10 out of 10 when it comes to physical looks, they still have feelings and they still can love and they still, you know, want to have sex. So like, what the fuck? I like, I did like a lot of the elements of that episode in that regard. I liked the case. Yeah. To your point, John, I really enjoyed yeah. the case. I, I would have enjoyed case. watching a whole yes. episode on the case. Like fuck Allie. She's not even on the case. She's not even there. <laughs> Nope, like, this isn't hers. <laughs> um, like, I just really was in, like, because it was a fucked up, like, the the woman's lawyer, the Ally McBeal's boss character, who's the yeah, lawyer. Peter McNichols. Yeah. Peter McNichols. Yeah. Um, he was saying some fucked up shit, but, like, not wrong. Like, I don't want to say not wrong, but, like, I was like, yo, I don't, you're, you're victimizing your client in such a way that I don't think the jury is going to get behind you on this. Like you're really like, and, and then they didn't, which I was like, uh, yeah, I think that was valid. I, I don't, I don't, I get what his angle was, but I don't know that it was the best way to take that case. And that's what I'm sitting there <laughs> debating. Well, but like in a good fast way forward to the end, right? <laughs> he didn't win, but like, I, I, I guess I, um, I was totally. I didn't. I don't think they should have written it any differently or whatever. Like I was bought into the the way it was playing out. But I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, what would I do in this case? And so I, I feel like that's a very, that's a that's a powerful thing that the show was able to like get me to think about all these things that, you know, are right. happening. I really I enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah, and 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 you do get you do get the complex cases like that, um, with in this show, which is really awesome because you you do get these like i mean there's one episode i can never ever not cry it's Haley joel osmond guest starring and he's a little kid with oh. cancer and he him and ling lucy Liu, uh decide to sue god and it's oh, one of one of the most heartwarming episodes um and and it's also just so sad but yeah um, yeah there's there's a lot in there to like really get you thinking and it doesn't always come at you or it doesn't always come correct so to speak like uh but it's there and i think the other good takeaway from this episode is you don't always see um you know this team of lawyers winning they do lose. Oh, <laughs> oh that's cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I like, just, yeah. I like that. I really thought they were going to lose the annulment case in the first episode. Thank God, I, that judge, that judge. Oh, that me, judge <laughs> got me good right at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, no, what it, other it, things stood out to you from that episode, Corey? Um, well, you know, moving to the end, I guess uh, where Allie's kind of talking to everybody about this 
thing. Um, I picked this kind of episode because I relate here. I do the same thing. When I already know the answer to something, I ask 50 different people because I don't yeah. like the answer that I've come up with in my own head. Um, yeah, yeah. And you see that when she kind of is like, oh, it's not that I want to move in with him. It's I don't see this relationship going anywhere because we're not sexually compatible. <laughs> Uh, right. it's, and I keep asking everybody because I'm looking for reassurance. Like that's what she's doing. And, and, and right. uh, you know, relatable. Uh, so no, I think that's, yeah, it's interesting. It's vulnerable. You know, it's, uh, it, it is. And I think a lot of people, I do it too myself, you know, you're just like, no, really like try to convince me otherwise. We're really in the back of your head. You're just like, you want to be more more solid in your own thoughts you know you want 50 people to basically back you and your decisions so you could be like yeah well it wasn't just me that decided to uh lay on the couch all day 50 other people said it was okay to be lazy or whatever it is you know right exactly uh it feels good to like know you're not alone on something (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah sure and uh i love that when she brings this up to him he he deflects and like is like are you sure it's not you that's bad at sex yeah yeah he she's like no it's us it's us motherfucker we're not good we're not compatible um the way he sucks i don't even i don't even like the look on his face i don't like his haircut i don't like anything about him yeah he was peak 90s and um i fucking uh the way he the i thought she came into his office kind of like too timidly she she kind of just like stood there like waiting to be like f- waiting for him to yell at her or something and it's like why just fucking like i get it breaking up is hard i'm not trying to say that it's easy but like also sure. you know don't let him fucking talk it to you that way after you broke up with him for his issues and then he's like you know yeah sure does he have a right to yell back when you like broke his heart like i guess but like you have every right to go back and go relax bro it's been six months like <laughs> thanks for making this decision this decision easier on me now you know peace exactly yeah, exactly out. but yeah. she sits there and tries to like yeah. be friends with them or what like i i i don't know i feel like this is the kind of show where i enjoy every character but her if i continue to watch it i feel like i feel like i'm not gonna like her um but, yeah you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's easy to feel that way um you know i don't think that i picked <laughs> i did not pick the best episodes for the title character yeah. But like, for me, it's uh, the show is Ally McBeal, but it's really an ensemble thing that pulls it totally. together for me. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. I that makes I totally can get behind that. Um, you know, yeah, I think especially in retrospect, looking back on it, knowing like what the cast has done, and like it's cool to see that many uh, funny, talented people like all in the same show. You know, like that is. So much like that's half the reason why I like the movie Stand By Me. You know, it's like, wow, look at all these kids. They're cool. Like they're older actors now, you know, or like, oh, the Goonies has Josh Brolin in it. He's a great like, you know, there's something about that that you're like, oh, this is this is great. All this talent here at once. Like it is really a killer cast. Yeah. And like just to just to touch back on it, I mean, Robert Downey Jr., like. He. (laughs) His energy is just, he brings that same energy here that you see in like Iron Man, I think, and just younger. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's nice and it's refreshing. And yeah. actually, the way that him and Calista Flockhart play off each other is kind of endearing. It's it, they they have good chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. Uh, yeah, I could that, and just in that first episode when they established his character, it seemed. Uh, and it's funny because so she's going into her shri- uh, her therapist's office, and he's in there instead. Uh, he says that uh, a folder was left behind by her old therapist, and she sort of assumes that he is also a therapist and starts like sharing her troubles, like you said, throughout the whole episode. And then it turns out at the end that he's just a lawyer. Uh, yeah, he's like, you thought I was a therapist? He's like, I'm a lawyer. It says it right on my it says it right on my door. Like, so <laughs> lawyer the whole time. Yeah, that was something I I didn't quite follow. Is the is her therapist the the previous one and the, like. Were they in the office? Did they have an office on the floor in the law firm? Or was she, like, traveling to another office altogether? I be- I don't know if it's ever specified. If it I is, I don't tell recall. The geography. Yeah. But um, I think it, it might be in another building, but just, like, downtown Boston. Like, yeah. pop yeah. over well, on your I lunch. Like, that's what would make me feel like she would think it would be a therapist. Because she's going to, it's her, it's supposed to be her therapist's office. Like, it's the same right. therapist. She has the same therapist up until this first episode of the fourth season. Right. But When but she I'm, shows up and she's gone. But I'm thinking, like, well, if that office is, like, like in the rest of the, you know, the layout of her larger office layout, right? It wouldn't be unheard of for her to, like, keep walking in the same door thinking, like, the, the replacement to her therapist is a new therapist because it's paid for by fish and oh, whatever. Well, oh, yeah. Sure, no, I sure. Don't think it's it's probably just a private though. practice. Yeah. Right. But to, to then yeah. to have to leave your office, go to another office, where you then just storm past what I can only presume to be some kind of receptionist and an elevator. Probably, And, yeah. like, you'd have to know that the signs change. Like, yeah, I'm not sure I'm buying that you don't. Pick up she goes the, multiple times too. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. Like in the same day. So like, and she goes, she has the gall to then say, "He better not charge me." Well, uh, lady, you walk to him three times in the same day. Like he can charge you whatever the hell he wants. Although he's then taking a sweet ass time fucking unpacking that office over multiple days. He he, that should have been. I don't have that many personal belongings at work. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Give me a fucking pen box and we're done. I mean, it is revealed wow. to us by about halfway through the episode uh, by Allie's roommate through in, uh, sort of interrogation or slash therapy session. I'm not sure um, uh, that the reason why she keeps going there is because she's she's, uh, she's, she's got a thing for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Um, well, I'll just I have one last question, Corey. Uh, mm. It was really, really funny to watch these episodes um, and finally get the Futurama episode about Ally McBeal. I was going to bring this up too. <laughs> yeah, so I had never seen Ally McBeal, but I've seen the Futurama thing, single female lawyer, a million times. I watched times. it. I watched it yesterday in preparation for today. <laughs> yeah. Single um, female lawyer having lots I, of sex. I love that, and I also think that it is um, a hilariously unique opportunity to take a look at a show um, and what somebody was or what some people were thinking about it at the time or what the attitude was about oh, it sure. at the time. Um, right. I think that it's a probably uh, pretty uh, honorable thing to be to have a whole episode of Futurama dedicated to you. 
And also, yeah. I loved that it was Star Wars themed since Calissa Flockhart is married to uh, our dearest Han Solo. <laughs> that is right. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was cool. And then I looked up their age difference and I think that, you know, I don't know when they first met, but it seems problematic. So I don't know. <laughs> he is significantly older than her. He's 70, 74, and she's 55. It's almost 25 years between them. I'm okay with it. I'm not here to judge people's ages or love. That is no, not I'm what not this either. show is trying to teach us. Well, I bet they have really good conversations, and they share things that they both don't know anything about with each other. Yeah, right. Absolutely. They might share earrings. He has a cool earring. Harrison Ford does, you know, everyone knows famously. He's got one cool earring, so I bet he shares that with uh, Callista. I'm not going to lie, when he, had a, like, his, when he had his plane accident a few years ago, I I called yeah, my best friend sure. and I was like, I really, really hope that Callista Flockhart is okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Corey, so what do you think? Does Allie McBeal hold up? All right, um, I'm gonna say uh, for the for the most part, 99.9% yes, um, and I think that more people should watch it and decide for themselves. <laughs> yeah, Justin, what do you think? Uh I go back and forth. Like there are a lot of things that I think are great, and then there's a few. Like I think it's I think it ultimately does, but I think you should go into it knowing that like Ali's character. Probably doesn't, but everyone else in the show and the rest of the show is like pretty good. So that's that's basing it on the two episodes I saw. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I John? agree. I think it, I think it holds up. Allie is a flawed character, but that's okay. You can learn from someone's flaws. You know? That's right. So just go into it. It's a good show. The writing is solid, and I like i I like the idea of a sort of like going through all these different cases, like through the viewpoint of these lawyers, but. It's not like the most serious. It's not like a Law and Order. You know what I mean? It's, right. Uh, it's viewed in a little bit more lighthearted, and uh, that seems fun and interesting. You know. So. Yeah, I yeah. am curious. Is uh, what is a courtroom really like? Is it more like Law and Order, or is it more like what I'm seeing in this? Depends show? on what law it is. Oh, okay. Law and Order is all like murder. Well, yeah, but I don't. I, I guess yeah. So true. different. True. True. Different well, things on the line. All right. You know? That's a fun episode. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, All right. We're going to take a break and we will be back with the snack. Hey, John, did you hear we got a new sponsor? Yeah, Justin, I heard uh, you were telling me just the other day. Why don't you remind the listeners what you were telling me? Yeah. So Unknown Arts T-shirt company out of Burlington, Vermont is our new sponsor. Yeah, that's cool. You can find them. You were telling me you can find them all over social media at Unknown Arts, right? That's they also right. have and a they have a website unknownartstudios.com but more right. importantly their Etsy shop, right? Yes, so etsy.com/shop/unknownarts and from there they have tons of t-shirts and shirts and other apparel that have custom designs made by artists uh, all over Vermont and I think of you know all over the country. Um, and if you use our code hold up 5 Yep. H O L D U P five. You get five dollars off right. your order. Yeah, and uh like I'm wearing a cool shirt right now that they gave us. It's so nice. It's very soft. It's very comfortable. Um yeah, great, great shirts. Check them out on Etsy. Use that code, hold up five, 
the number five, not the word five. Correct. And yeah, get get five dollars off your next T-shirt over at etsy.com slash shop slash unknown arts. And we're back. And that's right, we are back. We're over Corey the moon Bush to be on the back. Podcast. Oh my god, you had to cut me off to say that. Thank you, Justin. Um, Corey, what are we snacking on at the second half of today's episode? Today we are snacking on a moon pie. That's right, a moon pie. The According original. To Wikipedia, an American confection, popular across much of the United States. That's a bold claim. Inside, there are two round graham cookies with marshmallow in the center, and then it's like chocolate, chocolate dipped on the outside. Um, have all of us, Corey, you've had one of these before. Justin, have you had one of these never. before? Nope. No, never had a moon pie Whoa. before. Um, but it's so popular. I, I don't think they're popular. <laughs> popular across the United I States. I don't either. Popular I, acro- <laughs> no, I think it's more of a southern thing. It Corey, why, why did they stand out to you? Uh, well, uh, so I don't really remember exactly when, and I was like trying to quiz my mom about it. Like, when did we start buying these? And she actually told me, she looked at me and said, what are you talking about? And I just specifically remember having these as snacks in my lunch sack for school. Yep. We all took a bite, and that was a little bit of radio silence. They're a little dry. I will say it's a little dry. Yeah. That, um, well, I don't want to cut up your story, Corey. Uh, So keep keep telling us about your lunch. So um, I just remember us having them all the time. So many. Like, I don't know why we had so many. And just I, one day was like, I hate these. I don't ever want to eat them again. And honestly, I have not <laughs> eaten them again until now. <laughs> oh, wow. I like that. I like that we're coming in on a former hate. We don't do that too often. Yeah, that doesn't so. happen. That doesn't happen often enough. I like, I like that too. I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, so take us through it. You've now had a couple bites. You're still snacking away. You're pulling it bit by bit. Did you do that as a kid? <laughs> uh, with, I usually pull <laughs> hand food apart. Okay. So that you can do it all along. <laughs> it's just a weird thing I do. Um, listen, I'm going to say yeah. they are very dry. They're dry. Yeah. This, but they're um, not bad. Well. I'm enjoying it. Uh, Justin, it's a lot of crummy. It's a lot, a lot of It's crumbs. crummy. And the chocolate. Like, I, I'll be honest. I was very, I'm not even sure I've ever really looked at a moon pie before. I've always heard the reference. Um, but then maybe I'm thinking of a whoopie pie, so I don't know. But anyway, so I saw the box. The box has been in my house now for a couple of days. I've been staring at it, and I'm seeing, like, you know, not that anyone can, you know, if you look at the Instagram picture. Um, it looks like it's almost like going to be like a Kit Kat uh, style crunch when you bite into it. You're going to get a lot of chocolate. You're going to get a lot of, like, nice, uh, like, what I thought it was a wafer. I didn't realize it was supposed to be Graham. It's soft. It's, it's all so soft. Even soft. the graham cookie is soft. And then you kind of want, I kind of wanted the marshmallow to be like a cream and be a little bit of a candy-ishness. And it's also just gooey soft. It's not like, yeah. And so. Wow. Picture this, folks. Justin sat at home staring at the box of moon pies, just letting his expectations level up and level up and level three up. Three days and then of it turns leveling out, up. This southern treat, not his favorite. No, I don't that's even want to finish saying it, so that's 
What does that tell you? That's Honestly, like- I'm I'm with you. I I like. Wow. I'm I'm le- I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just say right now that I still don't like moon pie. <laughs> what was it when you were a kid? So how old were you when you decided? Like, like when you were like in your still in your I, lunchbox? The last like, time I can this. like really really remember having one. Yeah, probably like fourteen or fifteen. Okay, okay. So it's been like fifteen years since you've had one. Um, and this is not bringing you back to the good old days. This is bringing you back to the day where you were like, "Fuck these." I like wish I could return it to Amazon. <laughs> wow yeah i don't have any interest to eat maybe i'll put now, these in the fridge see if that hardens them up a little i don't know now let me let me ask okay, you this though because i don't know if anyone else noticed it i don't know how you guys if you guys got these at the store or not but i ordered like i said i ordered it off amazon and i noticed yep. that they have double stackers double deckers yes or triple deckers maybe i don't know um but i, uh, I, I definitely saw double deckers i'm on their website right now actually. i got the minis actually ooh but i got the yeah there are there are also ban- banana vanilla salted oh. caramel banana is terrible. strawberry wow coconut and then there was that many there's so <laughs> many wow yeah and so for my mini i'm looking at a serving size is one pie 110 calories which is honestly not terrible i guess i'm sure it's still it's, yeah i had a big pie it's 220 same. So that's yeah, like big yeah, pie. a mini is half. Double. I wish I got minis because then I wouldn't feel bad about having to throw this away. <laughs> so that box is just right in the trash. That box of five other pies. That's unfortunate. No, I will I will save it because I don't think that these go bad anytime soon. And eventually I will probably have somebody. There you at my go. House. Have someone over that would enjoy it. Yeah. There you go. Um, the branding looks straight out of 1917. I I don't mind that. I kind of like the branding. It's simple. I don't know that I like love the blue moon side, but I love the very simple white, and I love the font of the you know you, chocolate minis. Right. The made with real sugar the picture badge. of the moon pie. Yeah, yeah, the picture has been building my expectations for three days. Um, so it did a great job wow. there. I, you know, I can tell. It's, so so. Would you say? Would you rather have? So you're you're telling me you would rather have moon uh, sweet tarts over moon pie? Yes, I would. Okay. Yes, I would. I would not. I w- I don't think I would actually. No, I would take a sweet oh. tart over a moon pie right now for sure. Um, was I gonna ask? So did you? Okay. So Corey, going back to school when you got these in your lunchbox, did you ever get like other? Like, did you get a ring ding from time to time, or a yodel, or a devil dog? Did you ever, like, get any of those two, and, like, this was just the one in the rotation? Or it was, like, you only ate um, these kind of, like, stack cakes? Well, I think that what had happened was, like, we must have, like, I think that maybe my stepdad brought home, because he was from Florida. Um, I think he might have brought home, like, uh. a bunch of these up or something at one point, and then we just had so many that they were the only snacks, because, like... My mom was never the kind of person to buy something if we already had it in the house. So we had snacks. We had snacks. So until those were gone, and I probably was just eating them, and they just got so – I just got so sick of them. Yeah. Uh, But, like, other snacks that I, like, love around, like, the same kind of quality would be, like, oatmeal cream pies. 
Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, those, so, those I, were good. It's funny I still too, buy those sometimes. That was the other hate snack. <laughs> hate right? snack? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Most people pick things that they enjoyed when they were kids, right? And they come back to see whether or not they hold up to that expectation. But we uh, don't, you know, you don't necessarily need to pick something that you liked, right? Something Just something that resonates you, whether it be a, the moon pie that maybe wasn't your favorite. The other person that picked something that they didn't enjoy, they picked an oatmeal cream pie. They do not. They did not like them when they were kids. Huh. And then did I, they I like think they still did not like them. them. Uh, yeah, I think they still did not like them. I, I enjoy them. They're great. They're soft. They melt in your mouth. Uh, much superior to a moon pie, I will yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's the thing. Like, there's nothing about this that, like, you can't get better from a different snack. That's true. That's sort that of like... True. Other marshmallow, other chocolate dipped, other graham. Yeah, that's like, right. Like, make a s'more. <laughs> yeah, yeah make, literally make, make, a, make s'more a s'more in the microwave, and it's better than this. Like, I... I, yeah, I this... It's just like, well, I can't believe I ever liked it at all. I mean, I just, I guess I just have like a history with this food item now. <laughs> I don't think it's, I actually, I don't think it's bad though, but I think like in a world with so many of so many snacks like this, there's no way it would even be in like my top 20, my top 25, you know? No. Yeah. And like, but like, to, honestly, too, uh, on a personal level, I don't care. For, uh, I don't really care for chocolate. So like, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why I had such high expectations. Maybe I thought like the marshmallow would balance it out. Yeah. yeah. Since 1917. Hey, maybe it's time for them to hang it up. Someone give them a call. 105 <laughs> years. Almost. Had a that's, good a, run. that's pretty good. It's yeah. Pretty good. Are we McKee foods you know? here on this thing or what? What's the deal here? You tell me. Um, no. Baked by Chattanooga wow. bakery. Seems to be. Yep. Right out of Tennessee. Yep. That's what I'm seeing here. That's it. Chattanooga like, Bakery. Real sugar, no HFCs, no preservatives. I don't know what an HFC is. No, relatively re- relatively short list of ingredients, too. Uh, that's why it's so dry. No preservatives. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, vitamin-enriched wheat flour, which is where they give you some of the shit you might not know what it is, like riboflavin. But then... Right. The rest Folic of the st- acid and stuff. The rest of the stuff you can read and you at least know what it is. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's something in well, today's day and age. Yeah. yeah. Well, not I many mean, things could say that. <laughs> I, I, you know, not the not the best snack that we've had, Corey. Certainly, we haven't said it quite yet, but might, it might be might be clear to some people. What do you think? Does it hold up? No. No. Justin, no. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> it's not, it really isn't great and it is dry, but there's something about it that I like and I'm just a sucker for that sort of thing. But I mean, like, like maybe in the fridge or the freezer, there's got to be a better way of doing it. There has to be a better way of doing it. Yeah. I wonder if there's any like moon pie life hacks. <laughs> I, I'm going to put yeah. them in the fridge and hope to God that it hardens it all up go. to make it feel Ooh, like, freezer. A nice, like a nice little freezer for the the crunch of the gram yeah Try something like that yeah, yeah like i can i can visualize the bite or like the chew that i wanted to have but i cannot think yep. of the yep. um something that like as a comparison like a s'more. Point. i want the snap, oh yeah i want the snap of the gram i want and like a little bit of chewy on the marshmallow you yeah know? yep 
And it's okay that the chocolate's on the outside. I like that. It's a little bit different, you know? But, like, give me a nice snap of the graham with the chewiness. The soft of the of the cookie or the, because you know, the graham cookie just, like, didn't go with the softness of the marshmallow. the chocolate in a graham uh, s'more is, um, it has, like, such a, a nice chomp to it. You know, like, it's just soft. It's just hard. It's yeah. just right. And, like, that that bite needs to exist in this s'more treat. And it's just not there. And that is, like, what is not working about it. I agree. Like, I want to, like, write to them and be like, hey, product idea. Why don't you you make another one but crunchy? Yeah. (laughs) That's a great idea. Write them up. The picture looks like it should be crunchy. All the pictures that you see of it, it's like, oh, this looks like it should be crunchy. Yep. So. All right. We're going to get our emails going. We'll send a message over to Chattanooga. In the meantime. The recipe. Yeah, in the well, meantime, what? Well, actually, Corey, do you have anything else that you'd like to add about moon pies? Yeah. No, I I think I've uh, I think I've been mean enough to moon pies. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, on that note, be sure to follow us on all social media uh, at the Hold Up Podcast and at the Hold Up Cast on Twitter. Um, check out our sponsors that you heard about in the ad, Unknown Arts. Get some dope sh- dope T-shirts made in the United States. They're sick designs. And then um, give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the air. What's the number, Chuck? Phone number got taken down. We got too many calls. Phone number got taken down. Wow. It's true. We're going to have to get a new Google voice number. The phone number got taken. Google had to take our power away from us, unfortunately. Wow. So. I am. Wow. Viewers, thank you so much for calling in. Um, yep. We're looking forward to you having you the fill mailbag. up. I'm looking forward to having you fill up a second mailbox. Um, yeah. And so, so at that's that point, that'll be back. It's just on a hiatus. I'm sorry that yeah. I, I know I derailed you a little bit there. No, I uh, I don't think I have. So Corey, uh, what do you got to plug? Anything you want to say? <laughs> uh, I'll just shamelessly plug myself. I can be followed all oh, over yeah. the internet at Team Corey with two Y's. Love nice. that. E Y. We'll tag you in our Instagram E-Y. posts and stuff. E Y Y. E Y Y. Right. <laughs> Team Corey. E Y Y at the end. Corey, thank you so much. It's a lot of fun. Thank yeah, you for having me. Great picks. Great Alan McBeal, never experienced it. Love experiencing new things for the show. Moon pies. I don't know why, but I like them. And uh, uh, we'll buy another one for 50 cents sometime in my life for sure. So thanks. Thank you very much. Single female out. lawyer having lots of sex. Thank you for having me. <laughs> nice. Thanks, Justin. Decaf left, regular right. Decaf left, regular right. It's very challenging work. <laughs>